0: it is sunday may 19th 2019 my name is anthony and i'm here with michael and this is time lapse the podcast where cars and watches are the focus but tangents are often the reality let's get into it.
1: and welcome back to another fun week with time lapse (laughs) what the (laughs) Why
0: are you a jazz radio host? <laughs> I don't God, know. okay. I mean, oh, that's good. I like. So we're it.
1: back for week two. Consistency yeah. is key, Anthony.
0: Is that? Did you get that tattooed on your nipple or something? <laughs> like, is that <laughs> is that your new motto? <laughs> my tramp stamp. Yeah. Tramp, Consistency is tramp key. Tramp stamp area. It's what I live my life by. Uh, yeah, but uh, we're here again for another uh, another quick clip. We'll call it.
1: No, we won't no, call it last that. Last week, not... you, you called it a mini-series. This week, yeah. it's a quick clip. No, it
0: was getting shorter and shorter.
1: Cool whip.
0: Cool whip. No, we got a, we got an interesting topic again today.
1: Yeah, something that I think um, every boy racer has dreamt about.
0: At least boy racers our age. Because we grew sure. up at the time this car was. Although the
1: super- only person that I've personally known, and by personally, I mean he was a consistent c- mm-hmm. consistent customer at, at Sportcheck, mm-hmm. um, who's owned one was like 46 years old. I guess they, they are. Because, the I mean, they're plan. the only ones that can afford these things. Yeah. Really? In reality, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and what we're talking about, we kind of tittle tattle at it last yeah. week, was um, the Godzilla.
0: Yes. I, okay, again, you the keep monster. calling it Godzilla. You keep calling it Godzilla. <laughs> that is a hated reference. Yeah, well, no one calls it Godzilla anymore. Well,
1: unfortunately, we're, the, the point of this episode is comparing Godzilla then to the GTR now
0: yeah again, the Nissan GTR. Um, but you know what I'm gonna take what you just said there uh, as kind of our branch to, to start this sure. uh, investigation, right we're gonna we're gonna go like uh, CSI Japan uh, on uh, on <laughs> Nissan and, and what they've been doing. Um, but before we actually before I get into that, let me just say something I actually had a, a, a weird we will call it a car argument, uh, a car argument. On my way back from karting, we've used that term before. Yeah, I, we should coin it. Honestly, uh, I feel like it's been done. Me, Victor, uh, and Dan, us three, are uh, we're in a karting league. Well, y'all know Victor. Come on, yeah, well, Victor, we have on the podcast. Dan.
1: You guys don't know, but Dan, you will come one day. Yes,
0: Dan, we will have you on, and we'll get into a, we'll get into probably a fist fight on the podcast because we have yeah. such we're so opinionated. But we had this this conversation, and Dan is a, he loves the GTR um in fact dan actually had a friend who had a gtr so dan got to experience it nice um and how many do yeah exactly and uh and he you know he he was trying to defend it but i i was i was telling him you know what they just they they've lost their way the new gtrs just don't seem uh to be like the old ones were and uh and i think you know that mixed with us even talking about this uh we we do want to investigate this a little bit further so if you don't know what a GTR is, then you can stop listening to the podcast because uh, any, any car enthusiast worth his salt knows what a GTR is. In fact, I think everyone in the world knows what a GTR is because around the time uh, internet sensations started blowing up, like around the time YouTube became big, uh, just inter- sure. internet forums yeah. really started to take off for car guys. Is around the time the GTR came out and was, uh, you know, just demolishing everything. But the GTR name spans back far before two thousand and nine. Uh, mm-hmm. when the RC was two thousand and seven. Maybe it was two thousand seven. I don't know. It was it was like recession era, like where domestic cars were dumpers and like mm-hmm. European cars were like making six hundred horsepower and that was a crazy figure. Um but two thousand and seven. Two thousand seven. So yeah, and we lived in that bubble where like tech was really starting to influence performance. Um, So, but, but if you look back, obviously people always equate Japan with technology and the GTR name itself since the, uh, I want to say the late eighties has sort of been the pinnacle of technology. Maybe we didn't see that here stateside or in Canada and the United States because we didn't have access to these cars, but uh, there's a pretty cool uh, article on top gear that kind of like surmises the the GTR lineage, and obviously you can look back and see the clear body styling difference between like 70s GTRs, Mm -hmm. which were just like performance, uh, even in some cases, sedans. Uh, Was there a sedan here? No, no sedan. Oh, one sedan Uh, or performance coupes. Uh, Then in 1989, the R32, I want to say, yeah, R32 GTR came out. When I worked at Canadian Tire, uh, one of the technicians actually imported an R32. Could not believe that it was his was a 91. Uh, it was right-hand drive, of course. And I could not believe the tech in this car. It had electronically adjustable suspension. And it was really? older than me. And it had, it had a uh, straight six, 2.6 liter, electronically controlled four-wheel torque splitting uh, and four-wheel multi-link suspension. And uh, as per Top Gear's article here, this this 89 GTR holds the honor of not losing a single race in all the Japan championships. Wow! Like, and, and if if I turn my laptop and show you, Mikey, and uh, you know, if for anyone to go take a look, like it is a relatively iconic car, not nearly as yeah. iconic as the R34 uh, because of the <clears throat> Fast and Furious of course uh, yeah. you know, affiliation, but the R32 is a cool kind of sleeper ish, uh, very sexy 90s uh you know we'll call it a supercar killer and sure. that was just the 89 uh gtr the r32 since the r32 they came out with the r33 uh, three, i believe
1: i'm not sure what the number i'm figure. not sure if
0: they called an r33 but it was like a a variation uh we'll call it uh yeah it was the r33 the ninth gen uh was launched in 93 our our birth year uh took a while for the gtr uh to come along because there was a big gap between the late 80s, the R32, and the previous GTR was about uh, I think they said something crazy, um, 16 years uh, of, of really, yeah. Uh, but they really, and and I I don't know what the I don't even care really to in, to to research what the older the 70s and uh, yeah. GTRs had, uh, but I'm sure they were technolo- technologically advanced for the time, but they didn't have the digital. Uh, the digitization that the 80s right. uh, that the R32 had because that was a new world, mm-hmm. right? You had computer chips, microchips, things that could control uh, multiple things very quickly in an instant. So the R32 is, I think, really where this, this history of, of computer control in a performance car came from with Nissan. Now, the R32, 33, and uh, R34 were all manual uh, cars mm-hmm. six, six speed manuals i believe maybe five speed i'm not 100 percent sure um that all changed with the r35 the r34 being the last one the one that paul walker drove in too fast too furious and you know the car that uh, that i think has received so much critical acclaim in the past i'll never forget watching a top gear video where uh jeremy clarkson was driving the uh, the 99 gtr this is the one that was on i i Grand know where I, I remember this exactly yeah Gran Turismo and like beat everything. Yep. Jeremy Clarkson said like this is a supercar killer, and I think the coolest thing about this car is that it was still manual. It used technology and driver focused yep. communication to be the ultimate sports car. Forget everything else. Forget Ferrari. Like forget mid engine doesn't need it. This was an inline six rear or all wheel drive mm-hmm. manual sports car that like supercharged itself with tech. Right. Uh, Just reading this little blurb here, 99, the R34 model Skyline was the first to feature an LCD screen with the now legendary lateral G meter. Do you remember seeing that? And I remember Jeremy Clarkson saying this was like a video game. Even though this car had many attributes of what we would consider a driver's car, Mm -hmm. being analog with a manual clutch and gearbox, um, it it had a a turbocharged 2.6-liter Uh, uh, Inline six-cylinder, six-speed manual gearbox. So I think this was probably the healthiest balance of tech and driver-focused analog, uh, what would you call it, Um, influence. Sure. The R35 changed that. And when the R35 came out in 2007, like you said, they dropped the manual gearbox. Personally, I think that was a mistake. But... They hold oh, I know a lot of people poo poo at that. Oh, uh, here we go again. <laughs> no, a lot of people say Ooh, but look at the lineage of this car. Like there's a this was not not only was it insanely capable. It was really fun. Now, I know that the R35 had to make an impact and the but only way to make it exactly. the fastest In order
1: to get to that next yeah. step.
0: I know. I know. And you're you're again, you're hearing my my quip with uh with having uh you know a sports car like that with a heritage like that switch to a, a dual clutch but what that car with the r35 showed us was that tech and uh and precision could uh, from coming out of Japan could take on anything yeah and that's why they called it Godzilla the r35 was one of the fastest cars 0 60 a launch control that was
1: epically repeatable how many times were we in school in mm-hmm. computer class did we watch videos of the the GTR flying just crazy yeah and then i mean that was like the
0: first few years and then people started modifying them the same way they did the rocket Supra. bunnies yeah putting like a thousand horsepower into these engines and because the engines were all bes- like they were all uh hand built and everything was like super same bespoke. It, it, it's
1: kind of got the amg factor they're, yeah. they're handmade engines by one person mm-hmm. that person signs the engine it's, it's the same I would idea say
0: even more precise than amg i think what they potentially did with it's gtr in japan Not just that, the the electronics were able to figure out how to put the power down so consistently that the launch control could be repeated, and for the first Mm -hmm. time in like regular cars, you had a repeatable, effective launch control that wouldn't just destroy the gearbox. I I think
1: this argument is one very similarly to that that people have with watches. Mm -hmm. You have a mechanical watch that has life and enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. and then you have a quartz watch that does everything perfectly. Yeah, you had the GTR with the manual transmission that you said would be amazing to drive so fun this and that or you have a car that executes everything perfectly, perfectly and better than anything else yeah
0: and now we can reminisce all day about the mid to late 2000s um where the gtr was king and then you know people started modifying them it's I the remember, king of the ring yeah the alpha omega or whatever it was called yeah. where they came out with this thousand horsepower yeah something like that. something like yeah something crazy uh, where it was like literally the fastest car, road car on the road, yeah. and not only that, it could you could drive it every day. It, it was all wheel drive. You've seen the videos of people driving them in the snow and and all these crazy epic things uh, that the
1: GTR accomplished. I remember that was one thing that between our personal group of friends we mm-hmm. talked about was, I want a GTR because you can drive it all the time. It's mm-hmm. all wheel drive. Automatic transmission at the mm-hmm. time when none of us drove a manual car. Yeah, but it was just something like that, and it was so techy and this and that, and it was just the boy racers. Exactly,
0: dream. and and the looks too. Like let's like I guess we we totally forgot. Like the performance was one thing, but it looked cool. Yeah, it looked that fast, big back end, fat and... cars back. Like in the early two thousands, I mean, not that we were in a big slump. Uh, obviously, in the in the I think in the eighties and nineties, they saw a, a larger slump uh, for the most part in a lot of domestic cars and in, in design. But, like, in the, in the mid-2000s, like, they were selling, you know, on, on the road, they were putting out, like, cobalts. Yeah. And, like, you know, really ugly, ugly vehicles. Dodge, uh, what, what was, like, Dodge's entry-level And, again, we time. grew
1: up watching the Fast and the Furious, the yes. original Fast and the Furious yes. movies. So, this was, like, oh, I want to be like
0: Paul Walker. And Paul Walker actually had a GTR in, like, in the fifth one, I think. I don't know. At, he at, had at that point, a, he had I stopped watching oh, no, I, I was still consistent. Uh, up until when he died then i stopped watching.
1: There's a big point that we're missing here as well that often is a factor in my mind mm-hmm. above everything. This at this point we're talking about in 2007 early 2000, mm-hmm. like late 2000 sorry. This car was sub $100,000. Yes. Yeah.
0: They were and that's 100- I remember
1: looking at them on the Nissan website $89,999 MSRP. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'll say that's something Japan's known for. Japan's known for not, not only making, like, incredible cars and watches, but also making them at You're, you're a getting a, sup-
1: a legitimate supercar yeah, for, for sports car pricing. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty impressive.
0: So there was obviously big shoes to fill after this, the release of this car, and they were on a track where they had had excellent performance, excellent handling characteristics, repeatable, mind-blowing acceleration. Where do you go from there? Now, now we'll start to talk about maybe where I think the tables it's are starting to Godzilla's turn. Godzilla's downfall. Yeah, way Since the since the initial R35 was released, they did come out with a Nismo edition. Sure. And I think in 2016 or 2017, um, almost 10 years, because that car was so ahead of its time mm-hmm. that it, it lasted 10 years. Of course, yeah. Much the way I think the Supras even did from Toyota, they lasted quite a while. Yep. The actually the the original NSX sold. For ten years with only a, a minor uh, aesthetic refresh, mm-hmm. so the, G, the Nissan GTR kind of filled those boots. Where it, it was such a such a car ahead of its time that it, it could stand, it could still sell in dealerships without having major uh, refreshes done. But in 2017, a major refresh was done. They upped the power. Um, they made it look a little bit more aggressive. Uh, and Mikey, do you have the stats in front of you there? Of the, For the of the, the, t- the the current gen R35, mm-hmm. I'm not sure they don't call it an R36. I think it's still an R35. R35, yeah. The underpinnings are the same.
1: Um, so it's a 3.8 liter turbo V6, six speed dual clutch transmission, all mm-hmm. um, wheel drive, of course. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that the R34 or R35 really. Brought to the table, sorry, um, was a dual clutch transmission. Yeah, well, they had
0: to replace the manual with something that exactly, was and a lot of, a lot of
1: people were naysayers with mm-hmm. that, and they really kind of helped that. And look, we're seeing that all over the place now.
0: I remember uh, again another Jeremy Clarkson uh, nostalgia here. He uh, he was racing two Ferraris. It was the 458 against the 430. They were both automatic, and he goes, uh, "I'm gonna put this one in launch control," and he was racing James May's 430. So he's like, I'm gonna put the four five eight in launch control. It's very effective. Um, James May is gonna try and put his four thirty in in launch control, but it absolutely knackers the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the four thirty at the time, I believe, had a dual clutch because my my uncle had a four thirty, and and his was the the automatic power shift. And I remember it being uh, had it, like it was a, it was a good transmission. Yeah. I believe it was dual clutch. But yes, in 2007. That dual clutch transmission was probably the best on the market right. for instantaneous uh, shifts and also reliability because you got to remember, reliability is a big thing, right? Of course, and also uh, the weight of the car.
1: Yeah, so let me get back to those stats. The yes. weight is 3,836 pounds.
0: It's not a it's light. Heavy. Yeah, it's not a light vehicle, but dual clutch are often heavier uh, transmissions than uh, than single mm-hmm. clutch. Uh, and also, this car you have an all-wheel drive system, so that yep. that weights it up a little bit more.
1: Um, and the current gen has 565 horsepower, whereas mm-hmm. in 2007 we started with like I think four, like around
0: 450 sub 500s. Yep. So ten years has has elapsed, and the automotive uh, marketplace, the automotive, uh, what would you call it, uh, ecosphere, mm-hmm. is different than it ever was. Electric cars now hold the title for mind-blowing acceleration okay and when i think about nissan if, if they want to keep the gtr name alive not only alive but in the same vein as its ancestors its predecessors why haven't they made the, the at least the 2017 gtr because it's 10 years i know like it's not like they they rested on their laurels they they had time and by releasing what, in my opinion, this 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 refreshed GTR is basically just, uh, you know, a different front end. I don't think
1: it's very similar. They've done anything. the the interior is is um, quite different. The mm-hmm. the it's all hand stitched at this point, hand hand like hand stitched leathers.
0: Well, but but the interior the interior in the old one, and I have have sat in GTRs before. The interior in the old one was shit. Yeah. It was. I, I,
1: they've, I think they, they've upgraded it quite a bit in the in the so new. So basically, the, it not, but no the, longer a Nissan Versa.
0: But the tech,
1: mm-hmm. which you would think would be polar opposite, the tech is looks terrible. The, like the GPS screen looks
0: bad. That I think is just a that that's a, an, an
1: internal plague with Nissan though. Nissan. But look what they released in 2007 they released Uh, essentially that different,
0: I guess, different time. Like, but if they, if they want to keep
1: keep true to their name, they need to keep, keep it current with technology, if not further.
0: So let me ask you, do you think that this is maybe the the current gen GTR is suffering from the NSX uh, disease where they had a car that was ahead of its time. They sold it for 10 years. They released a updated version, but changed basically nothing. And, then they'll probably stop releasing it, take a break, release a new one that's gra- that's yeah. supposed to be groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, I think they'll do that. Yeah, because they have to. Because no, they, I, I don't know who's buying these things anymore. You don't see them no. anywhere.
0: And and again, there's people there's there's people like Dan, my friend Dan, who will defend it. Like, oh, have you ever been in a GTR? It's crazy. I'm sure it is. But guess what? I'd much rather buy a Tesla there's, Model um, S, S. There's something that you have to P take into account D.
1: now as well. Back in the day, these things were going for eighty nine thousand dollars MSRP. Yeah. Now the cheapest one you can get is one hundred twenty six thousand dollars, and MSRP. that's not
0: adjusted for inflation. They they increase the price of these cars yeah, like by yeah. quite a bit. No, it, it's,
1: if you want like the Track Edition, which has like the, the the carbon wheels and the spoilers and this and that, you're looking at one hundred fifty thousand dollars Canadian base.
0: What's the zero to sixty time on this car? Uh,
1: Two point nine seconds. Two point nine
0: seconds. Back in the day, it was groundbreaking. Beat everything. Nothing could beat it. Mm-hmm. Now, a luxury sedan from Tesla, I think, still beats it by a millisecond or something. Or is it at least in the same same time as it? the The Honda NSX I've actually seen in, in drag races go faster zero to sixty. The Tesla, the new Tesla sports car that's going to come out in the next year, going to blow out of the It's going to be a washout. So if if you're building a car around acceleration performance, that's where you stand out. Mm -hmm. And and we can say handling, but it's all-wheel drive, and I'm sure it is a fantastic handling car. But in fact, in in a lot of the reviews I've read, they've plumped it up a little, and I hear that the new car actually drives a little bit less predictably than the previous car did, kind of plows a little bit. They've made it looser, it seems. Mm -hmm. So they've kind of, in, in some ways, maybe have stripped it a little of its of its uh per, performance of the of its aggressiveness. What are you doing, Nissan? Yeah, you have you have you sell a Nissan Leaf, which you think would would set you up to have crazy amounts of R and D in electric. I'm pretty sure they have an all electric Le Mans car or some sort of Nissan? some sort of yeah. They have. An oh, all- I was going to get
1: to that point. I think if they need to to continue forward with the GTR, they need to go at least hybrid. Yeah, but what does Nissan have to offer in that? Like our, I can't think of anything off the top of my head so where has, they've kept up in that market.
0: I think, well, because Tesla has sort of reigned, but I think if you look at, at the the best-selling electric cars uh, other than Tesla, you're looking at Chevy and Nissan. The Nissan Leaf no, came but out at not, a time I, before I'm talking the like performance. Because okay. like,
1: cause if you look at like, the McLarens and and the Ferraris, yeah. they're all going kind of that route. Maybe not right away, but they're, you know the, 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 there's mm-hmm. stuff happening in the background.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Nissan has in almost every one of their models, rested on laurels for a long time. I'm going to keep saying resting on laurels. Look at the 370. Great car. Hasn't changed. They have not changed it. Mm-hmm. GTR. Minor refresh, but hasn't changed. What else do they have? I think they asked the No, they still have the Altimas. I don't know, man.
1: Given our day and age and how people of our age think, mm-hmm. people don't give a shit. About back in the day. We do because we're enthusiasts. Yeah. A lot of people don't. They want to see, okay, what's happening now? Am I going to buy it now or not? Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. They haven't they haven't brought anything to the table that excites people. Like, okay, I'm going to compare them to Toyota and Honda because they're not Toyota or Honda. Toyota or Honda have much more of a market share. Mm-hmm. And so they have more cash flow and they can do more. But, I mean, Toyota did the GT86. Got people excited. It was different. Yep. Cheap, rear-wheel drive, fun little sports car. Honda had the Type R. Insanely capable front-wheel drive sports car. What does Nissan have? They have a dinosaur, not Godzilla, a dinosaur of a supercar that can, we'll say, keep up. Like it is still a performance car. It still has, uh, you know, I- I'm talking like I'm, like I'm, I, I can clearly understand that it's a fast car. It's fast, yeah. But sure. there's faster now. Yeah. It, it, this used well, to, just to be name, the pinnacle. Just to name
1: a few, in 2016, the Porsche 911 Turbo S, 2.5 seconds. 2017, the McLaren 720S, 2.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. the Lamborghini Huracan, just a regular Huracan, 2.5 mm-hmm. seconds. Mm-hmm. The 2015 P90D, 2.6 seconds. 2015. We're in 2019.
0: And this is 2.9 seconds, the new one? I'm sure, I don't even know if the Nismo is that much faster in a straight line. I think that the Nismo would probably be set up more for track Yeah, and keep in
1: mind, yeah, those specs were from the the, the standard
0: GTR. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, man, Nissan's got to turn around. I hope hey, they follow maybe, the NSX formula where they just Maybe they aren't. The car. Maybe
1: they just are going to they're just le- weaning it out and leaving it as long as it can live and yeah. they have no desire to go further.
0: It makes sense. I just, I don't like, I, when I think of a, of a game plan, like, you know, w- by putting all this money into the Nissan Leaf, mm-hmm. that that car came out before infrastructure was around. That was like, for a lot of people, the first electric car they saw on the road. This is before Teslas were common. The Nissan Leaf was around. Yeah. You've had a foot in the electric market for a long time. Why not use the GTR name, a name that that, resemb- that is supposed to, at its core, be about R and D in the latest technology and make a, make a brand new car that is going to embody that at the Canadian auto show. Nissan did unveil some sort of like electric uh, track, uh, like a, like a competitive sports car or not sports car, uh, like a race car. There's clearly a foot in that door. You had 10 years. Why did you not spend the later half those five years so this would have been 2012. Why did you not start developing alongside your Nissan Leaf some sort of hybrid or or uh, electric sports car? You're supposed to be a leader in this, but you've you've done the opposite. You've released a GTR now that is basically the same as it was in a lot of respects, 2009. And enthusiasts like us have are are talking about it on a podcast like it's some like it's a dinosaur. And, it, and ten years ago it was Godzilla, so, I uh, you know for for the sake of the GTR name because I'm obviously a fanboy
1: of the GTR. Of course, who I, wouldn't I, be? I don't think, Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that would be a naysayer. This was
0: I, I remember at the time being able to to tell my dad like, oh, you think like Shelby GT500s or hundreds are fast? Like, look at this Nissan GTR, beat it. Yeah. Right, like that. It was
1: it was the answer to everything.
0: Yes, yes. You can have a capable. Uh, all-wheel drive sports car that you could drive every day and is the fastest thing on the road. With four seats. Yeah. And a big trunk. Exactly. Like, it it, it was it great. And we've sort of seen it uh, end up in this weird uh, this weird ecosphere where it doesn't really have a place anymore because the performance isn't, isn't I,
1: there. I have to think that the only customers that they have now that are buying these things are young people with a lot of money that yeah. grew up around the time or whatever uh, when the 2007 was released. Exactly. And because, had that dream of owning one
0: exactly because for one hundred and fifty thousand Canadian sense. dollars, you could easily walk into Porsche and walk out with a car that is cream worthy. And if you guys don't understand what cream worthy means, you're you're a male. You're gonna cream your pants like that. That is okay. I'm sorry. I know I got really really uh graphic there, but that's what. That that's what nine elevens have become. Like Porsche knows how the design language is on point. Performance is on point. Reliability is relatively on point. They have become the cars that the people lust after. When was the last time you saw an influencer post about a GTR? I know. That just tells you everything right there. No one gives a shit, unfortunately.
1: But I found an ad here for a very enticing purchase, Anthony. Go ahead, Mikey. Apparently at Alta Nissan Oh, that's they a, have that's a local dealer. They have a 2019 Nissan GTR Nismo for sale, oh, at a smashing price of 232,696
0: dollars. <laughs> Who in their right mind <laughs> says one of eight? Hey, but I don't the want t- a Lamborghini the says Hurricane.
1: Says, the one. The title says one of two in Canada. So, like, come on.
0: I don't want a Lamborghini Hurricane. Listen to
1: their description. The ultimate GTR is now in Canada. Pure, undiluted all-wheel drive... Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) Awe-inducing with 600 horsepower of fury combined with unmatched control from its high-capacity turbos to its specially tuned suspension. GTR Nismo is simply the dominant supercar of its time.
0: Why not spend... Why not save $100,000 and buy a Model S (laughs) P100D and then be like, oh, okay. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll shoot off
1: some specs about this Nismo to try and justify its... Staggering yeah, please, price. Please
0: tell us more about that. The hottest GTR at the time. Maybe, Six, maybe we haven't given it enough.
1: 600 horsepower. Okay. 481 pound-feet of torque. Okay. High-capacity turbos sourced from the G- GT3 Nismo race car. Okay. A That's Nismo body kit, body kit, which, I mean, when we see a Nismo on the road, you it, know. it stands out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Carbon bumpers and side sill covers. Wow. They make entirely carbon cars Man. now. Black outside mirrors with red stripe. Anthony, black not carbon, man. Not I, carbon. Don't say it. I'm black. Creamin',
0: I'm creaming already. Black,
1: gl- 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 black outside me. Specially tuned suspension. By George. <laughs> <laughs> Specially tuned suspension. Nismo unique wheels. Nismo steering wheel with Alcantara suede appointments.
0: Most of these things are just things I would expect on the GT. Nismo already. exclusive
1: Recaro racing seats with Alcantara accents.
0: I think think your Raptor has those.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really. Red seat back, shift knob, and door grip. Red stitching. All the stuff from the early 2000s that caught everyone's eye. (laughs) Race-inspired carbon fiber rear wing and a carbon fiber trunk. I'm enticed. Take my money. How much was it again? $232,696 before tax. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's ridiculous. It's a slap in the face. Nobody buy this. Please, if you're listening, nobody buy this. Don't
0: buy that car. (laughs) what think about
1: what you get that's 911 turbo and then some 911 turbo man you're getting out you you can get an rs3 and have the same as this yeah yeah
0: how much is a 911
1: turbo Uh, up there i think it's over 200 okay let me let me let me me, me so you
0: can either you can either buy a timeless uh proper performance car or you can that's crazy you can buy a dinosaur
1: it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it in this way, but it is, it's, it's it gone and the way I, of the dodo hope, bird. I
0: hope people aren't hearing us talk like this and think, "Oh, these guys just never been to." GTR. I mean, they hey, we, we
1: we it. we started this uh, this episode with appreciating the heck of out of course. this thing.
0: The the name, if you're an enthusiast, the GTR name for you, for you has has been uh you know a pinnacle of design and performance. Mm-hmm. So I we don't want to talk it. This. this is the reality, though, is that Nissan, in so many respects, has sort of Drop the ball for for, for enthusiasts, uh, while other Japanese automakers have been boosting their their ranks. So it it begs the question: like it's not you know it's not like there's not people who want to buy these cars. I think now more than ever, people want to buy these cars. You just they I don't have anything to compete.
1: So Anthony, you walk into a Nissan dealership with two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're getting a GTR Nismo from eighteen ninety seven. You walk into a Porsche dealership, and you have a plethora of options for $250,000. You can get a used, with about 2,000 kilometers on it, GT3 RS. Wow. You can get a new GT3. You can get a new 911 Turbo S and any other 911 variant under it.
0: And for the people saying, like... The like, only well, Porsche
1: you're not going to get for that price is a GT2 RS. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, hold and hold on. People are probably hearing this from and like, "Why are you comparing an all-wheel drive car with a trunk and all this other stuff to a, to a 911?" Listen, Listen,
1: hey, the GTR was glorified as an as a daily driver high-performance yes. sports car, and so is the 911.
0: But, yeah, and they're both very like they're both very comfortable cars. I've sat in both, I haven't driven both, but what it what it comes down to is this. The GTR used to be a bargain For what it was, that's what made it what it was. Is that you showed up? You were faster. You're getting hyper supercar power. Yeah, it's sub one hundred thousand dollars price. It's easier to be faster if you have the money, but these were guys who had less money than the than the people who were driving these other cars, and they're beating them. That's what part of the coolness factor was. And now you're 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 asking people if you want the hottest version of this car, which to be honest doesn't sound that hot. Sounds pretty cold, but. Yeah, uh,
1: you're going for that Nismo badge, and that's it. And you're asking two
0: hundred. That's ridiculous, especially when Tesla's d- doing it for way cheaper. Tesla, the, the Tesla is the new GTR. I'd unfortunately,
1: like, I'd like to sit down with Mr. Yoshi Takamoro. And uh, is that see, actually his name? No, that's my imaginary Nissan he, executive. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and let's keep. It, let's keep it PC, Mikey, please. And. Ask him how they justify this huge price increase with what they're giving us. I don't know. Because it's hard to even justify it. I'm trying to figure out a way how to justify it. Oh, wow. A handmade engine with hand-stitched interior. Imagine
0: uh, the CEO of Nissan Canada. Here's here's this podcast and says, you know what? I'm going to take them for a ride. Guarantee I'd be blown away. Of course, No doubt. I'd be. I, my pants would be blown off. Be like, Wow, this is such a fast car. But then if he said, okay, now would you spend that money? I would still turn to him and say, no, thank you, sir. Thank you for this wonderful day. But no, thank you. Right. Because there's just other things that to an em- enthusiast are important. And I
1: think we've said that exact same thing before where we've both said, oh, would you buy a GTR? Would you not? And I think we both said we'd love to have a friend that has a GTR. Exactly. Because you could... Take theirs for a ride, or go for a ride. Roller and coaster, yeah. Not fork out the money for it. I, I it, want
0: to ride a roller coaster. I don't want to own a roller coaster. It'd
1: be pretty cool to own a roller coaster.
0: I think you. I think it'd get old, is what I'm saying. There's, there, okay, again, it's very subjective when it comes to this because there's some people that say, "Oh, I don't care. Nothing is. It can repeat this insane performance all the time, and I don't. I bear all I have to do is flick a button. Okay, well, subjectively speaking, yeah, but you I can do enjoy, that in so much more nowadays. I know, it, it, I know. It, I, Everything has that. Everything has that flat flick a button ability now, but uh, again, then there's people like me who enjoy more than the flick a button, and you you look for that. Had the GTR come manual, I think I may be having a different conversation. I don't right think
1: now. so. No, no way, because it would still be cost the same price, and it would still have the same shitty interior and the same performance. Like no, it, that would not make a difference whatsoever. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. For me, it might make a little bit of a difference.
1: Take my money for a 370Z. Really? Over that? Yeah. Can you, you get a three seventy 370 370 370
0: manual? Still yeah. Three seventy still so there you go. bargain There's, as well. Yeah.
1: You, why do you need to get get a manual and spend Ferrari money mm. when you can get that?
0: That's true. And and, and it's a well balanced car. So.
1: And I think that's where we're gonna leave it off because you've we've we've gone through a roller coaster of emotions here. Mm-hmm. We've gone through love and lust to bitter hatred. Bitter yeah, bitter hatred. All we're asking
0: though to, to finish this off is Nissan please um, when this cycle is done we don't want to 10 2020 yeah just bring e- either cool. either take a small break like Honda did with the NSX but then don't do what Honda did don't overcharge <laughs> yeah, dude, no. and don't don't fall flat on your face bring out a proper sports car with all the heritage meaning that it follows in the same trend of insane performance uh you know modern electronics in everything pushing boundaries interface. yeah put push the boundaries compete with Tesla and 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 hopefully it'll be uh you know some sort of naturally aspirated engine compete with them please you you have the name to do it i'm sure you have the r&d teams to do it just do something and we'll forget about this the r R3, the, the r35 and it's lit in its last years we'll forget about it <laughs>